0: Hello and welcome back to Two Oceans Vibe Radio. I'm Susanna Kennedy and I'm going to be with you right through until 2 p.m. today. I am extremely excited. Leisha Jarrett, who is my spiritual coach and has been for the last two years, is a psychic intuitive channel, and she's also a transformational facilitator. She's worked with the likes of Robin Banks and other individuals all over the world. In fact, Robin is the one that introduced me to Leisha after I bugged him, (laughs) and he didn't want to share her with me, but I persisted and persisted because I knew that I needed to work with this woman. She is absolutely phenomenal phenomenal and has changed my life in so many ways and um she is now opening up her practice to help people in various different ways and i said to alicia please can i help you reach more people because i do believe she will help us through the difficulties we are facing specifically at the moment and she agreed so i've invited her to be on the show alicia how are you doing today
1: Hello, Susanna. Hello, everyone. I'm great. It's lovely to be here.
0: Oh, it's so lovely to have you here. Um, I can't tell you how much my life has changed in the last two years, but I don't need to because you've witnessed it. Um, And I've been so, so grateful. I think probably the first thing just to frame exactly who you are is maybe just tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Sure, sure thing.
1: So at the moment, I I work as a psychic intuitive, as an energy intuitive transformation facilitator. I've done a lot of modalities. I've got different trainings in in different areas. But really what I do is bring that, that knowledge base, that wisdom together with my natural gifts of clairvoyance, clairaudience and clairsentience to work with people to uncover the limitations the discords the woundings the contractions the imprints the conditioning that's preventing people or, or groups of people to really reach their potential in
0: all paradigms of life Sure. i mean that's that it's so profound what you're saying and so profound what you're doing how did you come to realize that this was your life's work where did it all begin yes well actually
1: it's an interesting story because I was actually a reluctant healer or, or a reluctant practitioner. Um, I, I remember, you know, I've had, I've, I've, been intuitive ever since I was a child. I just knew things about people. I didn't know how I knew, I just mm-hmm. knew them. And as I kind of got older, uh, I started to see sense and feel more and more and more. And I was aware of spirit guides and I was aware of energy phenomena early on, sort of without being taught anything. Yeah. And, and, and was there a moment that you went in my twenties? I
0: had a very, sorry, I lost you there for a second. Lisa, you were saying in your twenties, you had a very,
1: yes. In my twenties, I had a very specific and radical psychic opening experience and it actually started with a migraine and Mm -hmm. I had to lie down and I had a really profound spiritual experience of complete vision, awakening, really. And I could see guides, I could see lost souls, I could see people's energy fields, I could see their emotional waveforms of what they were feeling. Um, And it was so radical that it was very overwhelming at the time, because it was this kind of massive sensory overload. And I could also see, you know, people's story reels, where they'd come from, what they had been through, their trials, relation, traumas. And so I suddenly knew all of this information about people in my life, my family, my friends. And so I had to take a bit of time out, a bit of soul searching at that time to really integrate, you know, what was happening to me. I also at that time started to get a lot of um, kind of spiritual workshops, I guess, a lot of downloads, you know, guides and masters would come and talk with me and take me through teachings. I meditated a lot for several years. and eventually. Uh, I moved states, I moved towns, I kind of was starting afresh. And I actually had an experience in a cafe with a complete stranger that I'd just met that day. And without going into the full story, something came through, her husband who had passed away, um, sadly through suicide, came through with, yeah, it was a really, really special experience. And this is where my reluctance came up. I didn't want to admit to this woman in a public place that her husband was talking to me. Yeah, I I just didn't want to do it. I felt exposed. I felt vulnerable. I thought, gosh, this is, this is really big. And after about 10 minutes, I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to trust. I'm just going to do it. And I gave her the message that he gave me and I described his appearance, um, which was important for her to, to validate that it was really him and the message was so powerful I couldn't have known I couldn't have known mm. that she'd actually blamed herself for the suicide uh, for many years yeah but the real reason came true sure. and it was incredibly healing for her incredibly healing for her so this really awoke awoke me and I walked out of that cafe and I said okay I said to my higher self I said to the universe okay I get it I get that this is my soul path I'm not sure what it's going to look like I'm not exactly sure how I'm gonna work with people
0: but I'm just going to say yes. Amazing. And so,
1: yeah, yeah. That's and so really amazing. When explode. you say
0: guides and, and masters came through, was that in a yeah. physical sense or was that um, in the spiritual sense and the non physical sense?
1: Well, for me, I actually see them um, kind of like a transpa- a transparent. Silhouette. I see them. I see their their shape, their form, what they're wearing, and you know, guides and masters present form to us. That they're not necessarily in that form all the time, but yeah, you know, we we sometimes need a medium in order to relate. You know, as a human, that's how we identify um, a personality or um, or an energetic. And so, yeah, I would see them in my mind's eye, but also in spatial awareness. You know, standing in the room or beside somebody, I would Mm. also hear dialogue. So I would have very involved conversation. And I would also sense in, in my body awareness
0: as well. So, you, what are your gifts? Because, yeah, so you can obviously see these guides, which is incredible, and these masters. You can hear them. You've got an intuition that, um, that allows you to feel certain things as well. Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So sometimes I'll get, you know, indications in certain parts of my body, which will indicate where someone else is holding an emotion, for example.
0: Okay. And and what what are your other gifts? Let's go through all your gifts, just so that the um, listeners understand the extent of what you are experiencing when you are um well, tuning in, but also just normally in life. I suppose when you tune in, it becomes more powerful, but you must experience things outside of that as well.
1: Yes, sure. When I'm working with a person or a group, it becomes more focused and it becomes more specific in alignment with what is needed for that individual or that group. But I do have uh, experiences outside of that, you know, in the world, in my experience, the world, in my own channeling, in my own meditation as well. Um, Look, it's really varied. You know, it started off being very specific and the visual component was the strongest. But over the last 10 years, it's actually transformed more into really understanding people's wounds and limitations. And, Mm -hmm. you know, their emotional state, the trauma that they're holding, the events that relates to, their timeline. So anything they're holding from past lives or parallels they haven't resolved, family and ancestral patterning, imprinting in their DNA anything really that they're holding that's limiting their potential and expansion so that will show up in a variety of ways in session or in group process and I really just open myself to you know what is the highest good of this person or this group mm-hmm. and their guides will show up their high self usually leads the session so it's always coming from a place of what that person needs and not what I'm projecting they need. It's really important that, that that occurs.
0: Yeah, because so often we actually say, um, I hope you get everything that you wish for, but, um, but really the wish should be, I hope that you get everything you need, right? Because that will actually lead you to your highest um, expression of yourself and on your true life's path.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, it's about being facilitated into that self-awareness and that empowerment for yourself, really, Um, because there's times where it's not appropriate for me to specifically identify something, but to support that person to find it in themselves. But there's certainly other times where... They just can't get there. It's unconscious. It's underneath resistance or pain, and so I do need to bring through specific words and specific information, just to activate it, to bring it to the surface, and and
0: move it so that person can clear it. Yes, because because it's even. I mean, I'm not nearly as intuitive as you, but I'm a little bit intuitive, and so when you say things like you see it in your mind's eye. Um, I think let's maybe just dissect that a little bit more for listeners, because some people understand that term and other people will um, go, what do you mean in your mind's eye? How do you see something in your mind's eye? You know. So can you just describe what what that really is for you?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, if, if someone was to close their eyes and go into meditation, not everyone is visual, Um, everyone is psychic. Everyone has the potential to be psychic intuitive for sure, but we're all at different levels and and all having different experiences. But if we were to close our eyes and imagine that somebody was standing in the room and imagine what they were wearing and imagine what they were saying, that's the experience.
0: Yeah. So my physical eyes aren't seeing them, but my inside self is seeing them is seeing it yeah it's almost like um i think you've described it so well because c- for me when i see things in my mind's eye it's almost like i'm seeing exactly what you're describing it's in your it's in your mind but my eyes are open mm. as well at mm. the same time mm. my eyes ne- don't necessarily need to be closed for for that vision That's to right. be present yeah. um and when we speak about energy fields like i've i've seen auras On and off, it comes and goes. My ability to see auras, but you actually see energy fields, um, yes. And auras, Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) can you explain a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, so I would say energy fields, or I call them matrix fields, you know, they're kind of like the consciousness bubbles that hold our realities. So when I'm working with someone, I'm easily able to tune into a field of reality around their relationship or their business or their home life or their health and from that energy field i'm able to understand what's going on for them so Mm. it's almost like looking into uh, a tunnel or looking into having bird's eye view into a specific paradigm and that allows me to help the person understand where their limitations are showing up you know because sometimes our specific wounding or our limitations will project into certain areas of our lives very strongly, like around money or relationships more than other
0: areas of life. Yes. And and that, that often comes with patterning, doesn't it? Um, so one wound will then become a pattern in your life and will show up in different areas and at different times in your life over and over again.
1: Yeah. And I call these core wounds or causal wounding. And the way that I see it show up is normally these patterns or these woundings have come in with us pre-incarnation. You know, they're things that we've actually decided to have as a learning path. And so somebody may choose to experience betrayal uh, or abandonment repeatedly in order to really unfold the duality of that, the pain of that, the suffering that, uh, the confusion of that, but also the forgiveness and the empowerment and the growth that can come So, you know, this is why we all have unique reactions to things. You know, somebody could experience the same event, you know, perhaps their partner is always late to dinner and one person feels so disrespected because their whole wound is disrespect. But another person's like, oh, I don't care. As long as he turns up, I'm not bothered. I'm just doing something else that they don't have the same charge, you know? And this is where we highlight that everyone has very individual wound structures and that's just the human condition we've agreed to that we've come in with it and so we experience it in order to overcome and get beyond it
0: it's it's so incredible because every single one of us has our own set of core wounds but you were talking about not only in this lifetime because sometimes we carry things over from either previous lifetime or parallel lifetime let's talk just very briefly around that how how would you explain that to some, that concept to mm. somebody who who has never really been um, exposed to that
1: yeah and look you know everyone's absolutely entitled to their own belief systems and it doesn't really matter if you believe in past lives or not i think most people that are going through an awakening do understand that they're multidimensional and start to really understand that they are bigger than just this life and that everything is kind of happening at once and we're infinite. And so we do have multiple experiences. When I'm working with somebody, I can see whether the wound is from their soul. And so that means, you know, it's come in with them. It's come in as a learning path. There's things within that wounded story that's actually supporting them. Sometimes that means it is important to discuss a past life or an event, but more commonly, I actually find that the stories are less and less important. Sometimes they are, but more so it's the theme, the emotion and the energy. You know, what is that person mm-hmm. still holding and still affected by?
0: Yes. Well, speaking about themes and energies, is there, or, or there must be certain common themes that come up um, for most people. Um, or is that too much of a generalized generalization do we all have very unique things but my feeling is that there must be commonality between human beings um, because we are all linked um, Mm. somehow so do you find that with your with your oh yeah
1: yeah definitely I mean speaking we're all tapped or oh, the love... collective consciousness no, essentially all have the same wounding on some le- some level oh, are you there Susanna yes sorry I lost you for a second I think you said we're all tapped into the same yeah. collective consciousness yeah so we're all relating on some level with you know this big soup of human wounding yes. I just find what I've learned through session work is that some of us will identify with certain wounds more so than others. But ultimately, you know, we all have this core wound of separation and Mm
0: -hmm. although we
1: may not really use that word, it creates other wounds like abandonment, neglect, betrayal, you know, being left out, aloneness, that there's these other wounds that get created from that one core wound and they manifest differently for everyone. And I think practitioners attract a certain client group too and I tend to a- attract a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of creatives. And so there's this big group of people that, you know, have drive. They want to create in the world. And so a lot of their wounding comes up around their projects,
0: mm. their soul
1: path, they you know, actualizing their truth and overcoming fear about that, feeling stuck, feeling a fraud, anxiety, anxiety. Um, you know, money issues, business strategy issues, <laughs> relationship relating.
0: <laughs> I'm laughing because so many of these things that you're saying are things that we've dealt with. So yes. for, for those of you listening, that's the reason why I actually started laughing. That was completely involuntary, but it was just that um, I so relate to everything that you're saying because those um, those themes are themes that we've worked with, you know, mm, you and I. Yes. So um, and it, I suppose there's a comfort in knowing that because um, because I agree with you I think that we do attract um, similar types of people and energies towards us just naturally because like I suppose attracts like um, and and you would attract what you are best at facilitating you know um, as a healer yes. I would mm. imagine. Yeah so um so so that makes complete sense to me and there there is a comfort in that for me anyway and I'm I'm sure for people out there because when we are you know you're talking about separation one of the things that of course one of the the some of the key um themes that I've dealt with are abandonment neglect betrayal being left out mm. you know feeling alone on this journey and I think that mm. that is one of the the biggest themes that um, most human beings go through is this feeling alone on this journey mm-hmm. when actually we are all connected um, and how to kind of shift that within us and be okay within our aloneness and and know that we're not actually that alone. And um, so it, it, for me, that's actually very comforting and I hope that it is for our listeners out there as well. Um, is there something... there's so many shifts happening at the moment on this planet. I mean, energetically, things are shifting so, so quickly. And um, I always say there's such a gift in, um, in change because it means that we are... Um, expanding we have the potential the ability the opening for expansion and um, we also have the potential for um, contracting but what mm. are you noticing at the moment with the planet right now um, what what is the energy doing and how is that affecting people
1: Mm. Yeah, look, I think we're really reaching or have reached a tipping point that's been building and building and building, you know, for the, la- the last few years that accelerates our spiritual awakening. You know, we're not, I don't believe and I don't think any conscious being believes that as a human race, we're designed to just live in a capitalist world climate forever until mm. we just die out you know we're, we're really here to understand who and what we are and expand into our greater potential which includes becoming aware of our spiritual nature um, and what that means and what that really is in connection to the quantum in connection to source and, and a greater spiritual family And so I think that it's accelerating. And certainly in the last few years, I have seen a huge expansion in the rate at which people's stuff is coming up. Yeah. And equally, the rate at which people are willing to confront it and willing to dive in and open and be challenged and and find the difficulty in it. But also, you know, the commitment and determination to really look at the stuff that's buried more deeply and that has been more difficult to confront and work through it
0: yeah I mean I th- that for me is the absolute key because I think um you know I, t- I tell this story often when when I speak about my own healing journey um, from from five years ago when um when I almost died and and I always speak about the fact that um you know when we get a splinter in our toe, it's like it will find every table, every corner, and you will <laughs> knock that toe, you know because there's a splinter in there and um and so you 'll put a plaster on it to try and cover it up and but the problem is that the longer you leave it in there it 's just going to become septic because your body 's mm. natural mechanism is to heal, and so it 's going to tell you that you need to get that spint out your toe, and that for me is such a great physical representation of our soul and our mind and our emotions and how everything is actually connected because those are those core wounds is, you know, we'll be walking around in life. And like you said, you know, for one person, if somebody's late, it doesn't really affect them But for another person, it will be a huge thing, but the universe will put those opportunities in your way to bump, to bump your toe, to bump that wound, to say, Hey, sorry, that's something you need to heal, you know, because it wants you to heal. It wants you to expand. It wants you to grow. And, um, and if you leave it there, eventually you will become ill um in whatever way, because it needs to be healed and it needs to be taken out and what i've been seeing and i and I think that's exactly what you're saying is that more and more people are becoming willing to look at those things before they get to the point of that um, that that wound actually festering. Um, to be something really drastically serious. And I think that that in itself is a, a great indication of expansion on the planet. And I know that it's still small, but do you feel it's happening more and more in that way?
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. And I think it's happening because our inner truth can no longer be silent, you know? Yes, that is what brings people's wounds up because the wounds are in the way of of deeper truth. The wounds are in the way of deeper soul truth about what that person is really here to do and really here to experience and really here to contribute to the collective evolution, the collective ascension of us as a human family. You know, we are in this together. Nobody is left out. Everybody's doing their part. Everyone has service, even if they're not awake yet, even if they're in roles and and shadow roles that we might judge or condemn,
0: you know, Mm -hmm.
1: this complex dualistic structure, dimensional reality that we're living in has all of those infinite possibilities in the one place. And I I think that what's happening is this inner voice is getting louder and louder for people. And if we don't listen, it becomes more uncomfortable and more uncomfortable. And the higher self crafts experiences where we just can't deny it any longer. We just can't not listen. And we need to make changes to the jobs we're doing or the way that we're working or our relationships, who we're connecting with, speaking our truth, having boundaries, coming back into empowerment, so that our soul can communicate with us more
0: and more and more. Absolutely. I mean, I love pulling words apart and disease. I always say is dis-ease. It's dis-ease of something within you, you know, it's caused by a dis-ease in the mind in the soul, in the, in the emotion, in the emotional world. And that's what causes the disease, you know? Um, I think it's, it's such a, interesting way of looking at words is pulling them apart in that way. And I, I completely agree with what you're saying. So, so what are some of the ways in which people can support themselves, um, you know, especially in this time?
1: Sure. Look, I think coming into 2020 that we really need to make a commitment. We need to make a specific and a conscious commitment to ourselves and our growth. And when we do that, something very powerful ripples through the field and it changes things that you couldn't even possibly understand. And this commitment is about coming into your truth, coming into your spiritual power, and coming into a more awakened and realized soul path that's ultimately satisfying and fulfilling for you. But I think that it, you know, this I've been getting this message a lot from my guides, especially coming into 2020, that we do need to step up this year. You know, we do need to step in and step up and say, okay, I'm going to put my hand up and I am going to commit. I don't need to know how it's going to happen, but I am going to commit to finding out more about myself, healing what's unhealed and dormant and step into a bigger and and fuller place within my reality. And then I think that the second part of that is to ask for support. And again, don't need to know how this happens, but out loud, writing a letter in meditation, asking for support there is an infinite amount of support available to us and we forget this as human beings we forget that we have a higher self we forget we have an incredible divine team that is there unwavering all the time every moment we forget we're a fractal of source ultimate power in every moment and i think that if people asked for support more consciously
0: changes would happen yeah it's, it's so beautiful the way that you just put it. it support in, in all of those ways. Do you have attitude for that support? Because one of the things that, um, that is kind of in the in the realm of manifestation is that knowing that it is already there is half of the trick for receiving it. You know. And if you if you're asking without knowing that it's there, um, often often it's uh, when you ask and have gratitude for the fact that you know that it is already there, that it is already arriving, that it is already present in your life. You shift the energy more quickly.
1: Yeah, you just dropped out a little bit there, Susanna, but I think I got the gist of it. I think that surrender and and trust is a big part of what we're growing into, away from the ego mind, away from control, away from fear is surrendering into the asking, surrendering into the letting go of asking for support and trusting that it will arrive in the way that's best for us, even if the ego or the mind, you know, want to contest you know that means so rendering is really about letting go of attachment letting go of what's happening next letting go of control and just asking from a place of humility a place of trust and and being with that flow
0: 2020 um, people have been coining a 20 plenty and um, <laughs> and which I really love actually and um, and I've been saying, yes, because Robin, the first thing Robin said to me, of course, was yes, but plenty of what? <laughs> and I <laughs> laughed and I said, well, hopefully plenty of everything that you need, everything that is good and everything that you want, Banks. And he said, yes, as long as it's not plenty of, um, you know, the things you don't want. But he was really great because he said, you know. The reality is, we don't have good and bad years. We've just got years, and within them, we've got challenges and we've got um, wonderful experiences. And it's how we take those challenges and and convert there as well. And sometimes that's a bit harder for individuals, um, you know. And sometimes it's easier. But I think that using the surrender and trust can make it a lot easier. I think also finding support within your surroundings. So equipping yourself with knowledge and, um, and with support systems, very important. I know that connecting with you and we did your, your VIP program, which was once, once a month or once every three weeks we would call for for 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was such a great way of just, getting that support because even though I am intuitive in certain ways and I I am spiritual for me, having you as a spiritual coach, somebody I can go to who sees so much more than I am seeing because also we are limited by our own Mm. view of ourselves. Right. Um, you know, having someone that you can go to and really just, just get that. People
1: to you through these yes, um, it just dropped out there at the end. Um, look, I think when people make the commitment and genuinely ask for support, what they need will come in and it's about having the discernment and flowing into what's showing up, the practitioners that are around you, the support tools, the meditation tools, the audio tools, resources that you can use at home. You know, if people aren't in a place where they want to or can afford one-on-one support, there's a lot of free stuff out there. Books, free stuff is so available these days as well. And when we really ask, the correct alignment shows up. It's just phenomenal. Every time, it just happens every single time. Um, I think that this year, there's two really interesting energies. One is this acceleration that is it is pushing us. It's pushing us so that we can't be too lazy and too resistant like we may have been a little bit in the last decade um, to really step in. But there's also this incredible support energy like I have never felt before so much support we've got a much clearer connection to the other dimensions to our higher self and i'm hearing it from clients time and time again their intuition is getting stronger their sense of self is getting stronger their belief and trust in the self is getting stronger and they're opening so much more to their own gifts and their own power every day
0: i also have that feeling very very strongly Um, Lisa, we're running out of time, but I would love to just um, ask you two more questions if you don't mind. Sure. Um, for There's obviously lots of free resources in that, but what are the different ways that you work with clients specifically?
1: So I use a lot of activation prayers. In fact, I've got some free resources on my website people can download. Activation prayers or mantras or script work is so powerful when it's written from a place of empowerment. It actually commands changes in your life. So people can access those if they want to. People can also write them themselves, write down a mantra or a prayer and use it every day for 21 days as an activation to ripple through the field and make changes. It might be about forgiveness, self love, or reclaiming power. If people know where, they have an issue or an area they need to work on, that's a very easy and accessible but effective way to start working. I also think that something that's very key for all of us is getting out of the mind. So any opportunity for information and for audio support work is really, really important. We can take it anywhere. We can do it anytime. The other thing that's increasing, be, did you say right
0: that the second thing was for meditation
1: and stillness? Yeah, stillness and meditation. You know, our, our brain waves are getting faster. We're getting quicker in the way that we think and process. And this is good as we evolve as humans, but we need to balance it with stillness, rejuvenation and, and meditation. And meditation can happen in many different ways. It doesn't need to be dogmatic or have belief systems around it, but audio tools, really important taking time out to rejuvenate to balance the accelerated rate of growth so we don't go into
0: overwhelm yeah but um beautiful meditations i've been listening to your meditations and they really really are beautiful usually i would um when i'm in my best flow uh, or best practice i tend to meditate Mm -hmm. in the morning and in the evening but um but you've got four different meditations, which I I really love, and they are four different for different things. There's the emotional healing and the stillness, and then obviously the morning ritual and the evening ritual. And I know a lot of people um, out that are listening. They go, "I can't meditate." Um, everybody can meditate, guys. <laughs> um, and I think that's for especially for beginners. I think that using a guided meditation, having somebody guide you through that process actually helps you get into the practice a lot. What I tend to do is when I've got the time is do the guided meditation and then go into a meditation of pure silence and stillness. Um, and a lot of my answers then come to me then um, because it is a way yes. of tuning into your higher self and, um, and opening yourself up to answers from yourself um, so i really i that that does work extremely well um, what are some of the other ways that you work with clients i know you've got your vip program but you're also opening up um yeah yeah i
1: i got this guy and it's very strong towards the end of last year that it's important to create a collective space where we can come together where we're all experienced experiencing similar things. We're ascending, we're evolving, we're healing wounds, we're reclaiming empowerment, we're making decisions in our life. And I wanted to bring through it is a membership program, so I will be working with people on live calls. I tune into the group consciousness. I can see what's going on and I can shift stuff for people on a regular basis. And I think that's what's needed is the regular contact the resources, the support, the guidance, and the showing up on a regular basis. And I've been getting this message over and over again. And that's why I'm creating it in this particular format. So that will be available very soon.
0: Really looking forward to that because obviously I've had your one-on-one, but there is a power in doing a collective as well. Um, So I think that that will be really, really strong. Uh, Before we go, last question. Um, a key message, anything that you feel is very important to maybe share with the listeners before I let you run away?
1: (laughs) Sure. I'll just mention two themes that I'd like to put in the minds of listeners, which is discernment and empowerment. And they've been coming up very, very strongly because as we come into our awakening and we get more in touch with our wounds and we make a commitment to do it, it means we have to make changes in our life, you know. It means that we might have to leave a job and look for something else. It might. It means we might have to let go of some friendships even and, and some things in our lives that perhaps just aren't aligning. It's not right or wrong. It's just that we need to have the courage to step into the changes and alignments that do serve us and trusting that what serves us and our truth ultimately does serve everybody else. And so discernment is really key, you know. Make decisions from a place of um, your own intuition, take time to think about it, seek guidance, tune into your higher self and make those changes. And the other thing is empowerment. You know, where, where are your boundaries blurred? Where are you doing things just because it's habit? Where are you giving your power away all the time? Where are you saying yes, when it needs to be no, this is so key this year, especially for women.
0: Isn't that you actually brought up those exact two words that I have been very strongly working with energetically <laughs> for the last couple of, I mean my whole life, but for the last couple of weeks, even more intensely, you know, and what, cause I'm a yes person, right? So I tend to yeah. uh, like a lot of people out there. I want to, I want to help everyone, I wanna please everyone. But actually, the more we do that, the less space and capacity we really actually have to do a good mm. job of helping people. And, um, and this has been really my year of no, of saying no. And mm. um, a wonderful new human being has come into my life. And, and funny enough, the first book he gave me was Essentialism, um, which is a book all about the, the power of exactly that, having discernment. And,
1: wow. mm-hmm.
0: and how that leads to your empowerment. So, um, I, yeah, it's it's it does, it's so uncanny, and yet I'm not surprised that those are the two words that you came up <laughs> <Yeah>. with. <laughs> um, Leisha and I will be doing a webinar. Um, it will be an hour-long webinar where we will dive deeper into all of this information and give you more and new information but we'll also be doing a q and A. I'm going to put those details up on social media so that you guys can join us on the webinar um, because we really do want to empower as many people as possible. I think that's one of the um, places that it is that it is so important to both of us to empower as many people as possible to live their best lives and to move through them with more understanding, more ease, more love, and more fulfillment. So I will be putting all those details up. Lisha, thank you so much for your time. I so deeply appreciate it and I so deeply appreciate and recognize you for the incredible enlightened being that you are. And I'm so grateful for you in my life.
1: Oh, thank you, Susanna. Thank you so much for having
0: me. What a pleasure. Guys, don't go away. I will be back in just a few minutes with lots, lots more.